Welcome to Fairfield. What are you reading? A next book podcast from the Fairfield Public Library in Fairfield, Connecticut. I am Philip Barr, your host and head of adult services. Each month we gather a group of library staff together for a conversation about what we are reading, what we're reading, what we've just finished, what we're excited about coming soon. Most of the books will be new, some will be older. The group will focus on books we love and hopefully you will too. The mood of this podcast is relaxed. Imagine you come into the library, ask a librarian for a next read, and a couple more people stop by, and soon everyone is trading their favorite new reads. Listen in now as we begin. Hello, I'd like to welcome everyone to episode 10 of What Are You Reading? A next book podcast from Fairfield Public Library in Fairfield, Connecticut. Today is November 8th, 2021. My guests and colleagues, Susan Bala, Claudia Silk, and Jessica Stevens will be discussing books, both new books and books on the horizon for literature this winter. So why don't we jump right in? Sue, do you have something for us today? Sure, hello everyone. Um, The first book I wanted to talk about just came out a few weeks ago. It's called The Taking of Jemima Boone. I do love my nonfiction, my history books. And this one is about, uh, by Matthew Pearl. Uh, Matthew Pearl usually writes historical mysteries. So this is his first nonfiction. Um, it's narrative nonfiction at its best. It's a page turner, it's an adventure story. It's been called a factual thriller. Uh, it's about the kidnapping of Daniel Boone's 13 year old daughter, Jemima. She was kidnapped by Shawnee along with two, the two daughters of another settler. They were kidnapped in 1776, just 10 days after the Declaration of Independence was signed. So it's interesting to know that it happened right around the same time as the beginning of the Revolutionary War. And the incident was actually the inspiration for James Fenimore Cooper's book, The Last of the Mohegans. And it's um, the beginning is about the kidnapping of Jemima and these two girls and the rescue party led by Daniel Boone to find them. It really highlights how much like her father Jemima was. So though the Shawnee knew who her father was, knew that he was a tracker, that he was a frontiersman and that they needed to make sure that the girls were not leaving tracks, Jemima outsmarted them very often and left plenty of clues. My favorite was that she took off her bonnet and tied five knots into the ribbon and left it for her father. So when he found it, he knew that there were five Shawnee in the party. He knew what he was getting into. And she's rescued pretty early on. So you know, I'm not spoiling anything with that. But the rest of the book is about Daniel Boone's ordeals himself with the Shawnee with the British, the British wanted him also as a um, captive that they could trade with for their English captives. Um, And it's really just an adventure story. It's very similar to Brad Meltzer books. He wrote The First Conspiracy and The Lincoln Conspiracy. He -hmm. is also a thriller writer that dabbled in nonfiction. If you like Eric Larson, um, Devil in the White City, Isaac Storm, and the Splendid in the in the Vile. Those move very quickly. Not yeah. all of his books move quickly. They're all really good, but they don't all move quickly. And James Swanson, um, Manhunt, the the Twelve Day Chase for Lincoln's Killer, 
and that bloody crimes um, that paralleled the funeral train of Abraham Lincoln and the chase for uh, Jefferson Davis as he was fleeing uh, Richmond. So if you like narrative nonfiction, American history, the taking of Jemima Boone was really good. Uh, coming out in January is a novel by Jabari Asim called Yonder. And this one gets me emotional when I talk about it. So I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to hold back. <clears throat> it's set in the mid 1800s on a plantation called Placid Hill. Um, the slaves on the plantation call themselves the stolen and they refer to white people as the thieves. And it's told in the alternating voices of five of the stolen and they describe their experiences, the horrors of slavery, but also their faith and their hope and their love of stories and storytelling and words. So every newborn is given seven words that are whispered to them that become their mantra or their prayer and helps them get through the, um, the ordeal. <clears throat> and then throughout the book, you can see how each of their own seven words um, become part of their identity. So it also focuses on one aspect of slavery that maybe people don't think about, and that's love, how love will always lead to heartbreak, whether it's love between a man and a woman, love between a parent and a child. It is never stable. It is never certain. It's almost certain to be broken up. And that's just something I never really thought about. You think about other things of slavery, um, the, the work, the forced labor, yeah. but not about the certain heartbreak. And you can't control who you love. You can't stop yourself from loving anyone. But, and it's, I don't wanna say it's, a, it's not a depressing book because there is hope throughout. And I don't want anyone to be discouraged from reading it. It is a tough subject, but it's a beautiful, beautiful book. It's sparsely written, but it's one of those that not a word is, um, is wasted. So yeah. that's called Yonder, due out Yonder. in January. Um, and so is that, is, do they have other books, that author? He writes children's books usually. Wow. That he, wow. I think he writes, he teaches creative writing at Emerson, I believe. Okay, that's cool. And Sue, when you said yonder, that made me think of, um, I don't know if anybody read Sunflower Sisters by Martha Hall Kelly, but when you're talking about the slavery and, and the love, like the, the opening scene of that book is a, um, a sale, like a slave sale kind of thing. And a, a mother is outside the gates as her children are being auctioned off. And you do forget about even that. that. Right, in yonder, someone's child is given as a gift. Oh my God. So, it's, it's just heartbreaking, but people lived this. So right. it's important to read it and to absolutely. know what they went through, not to shy away from these tough subjects. Yeah, absolutely. Completely uh, agree. And another book coming out in January is a thriller called A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham. That's on my list. I've heard a lot of stuff about that. Oh, it's good. It's a page turner. Uh, a woman, Chloe Davis, is 12 years old when six teenage girls go missing from her small town. And by the end of this summer, her father has confessed to the killings and he's been sentenced to life in prison. On the 20th anniversary of the killings, 
Uh, Chloe is a psychologist in Baton Rouge when a teenage girl goes missing. And then another goes missing, very similar to uh, her father's crimes. And they're not sure if someone is copying her father because he's still in prison. Um, and she starts to investigate and the suspect, she suspects everyone around her, including her fiance, but the police, because she has so much knowledge of these crimes, begin to suspect her. And it's a, an unreliable narrator, so you're not quite sure what's going on. It's very suspenseful, really, really good. I'm looking forward to that one. So uh, that's, that's all I have right now. I have others, but I'll give someone else a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia, do you wanna jump in? Sure. Um, I wanted to talk about the family, which I feel like I picked before Jenna Bush did, um, but <laughs> it's the family I by Naomi Kravitsky. <laughs> and it's so good. It's, it's different. It's historical fiction, but it's about these two girls who are friends and it's like the 1920s in Brooklyn and they're both daughters of the mob basically. And it's, so it has everything. It has friendship, it has family, it has drama, it has the mob. And it's so compelling and a real page turner. And I highly recommend, I think it's a lot of fun. fun I have that art on my desk. You do, Jessica? Yeah. Just been it's well worth the read. You know, and you don't, you don't often read about the mob from a woman's perspective and also to be born into it, right? Like they didn't have a choice. And then the people who are in their life are from the mobs and they're friends with each other, the girls, because people in their class know that their fathers are in the mob and they the parents don't want them to associate with them so it's just kind of literally being born into that and how your life evolves from there and i i really thought it was an interesting perspective and just what time really well what, what time period is that it's like from the i would say like the 1920s to basically the 1950s and it's also brooklyn during that time period which is interesting because you know being in the area and knowing many people who are there now. So like, that was an interesting twist also. Neat. Um, and another, but kind of like, I'll stay with the Italian, um, it was Stanley Tucci's Taste My Life Through Food. I'm not sure if any, any of you watched his CNN series, his travels and eating through Italy. Um, this is really a food memoir, and but it goes right from his childhood and his grandparents and going to dinner at their house and the recipes and the gardens and, um, and his just really his whole life through food. And I don't know if you guys know this, but he had tongue cancer. And while he was filming this, you know, going all around Italy and tasting food and doing all that, sometimes he couldn't taste it. Sometimes he couldn't swallow it, but you would never know. I mean, and he's funny and he's snarky and it's just, it was a great, I actually listened to it and he does the um, narrating. So it was a lot of fun. So that's another one. Taste my life through food, Stanley Tucci. Um, Jess, you want to jump in? Yeah, um, I, I've been kind of focusing on Taylor Jenkins Reid, who's an author. She's had um, at least three books on a bestseller list. Her newest one is Malibu Rising, which was pretty popular over the summer. And I tend right. to stay away from hype. Like when people talk about how great this person is, like I just, I, I, I don't really get into it, but I read an article in the times about Taylor Jenkins read and it made me want to read her books because she mentioned Lucille Ball so much. Oh. So she like she basically got she spent like a summer reading Lucille Ball's um biography and you know she wondered about what life was like for Lucille Ball versus like Ricky like how easy 
it was for a man versus a woman and to, to make it big. And I guess when she wrote one of her books, it was um, like dramatically rejected. And she, you know, she was like, that's it. I'm never going to write anything. And then she thought about Lucille Ball, how someone told Lucille Ball's mother that she has no talent and that you should give this up right away. You know, so she she went back and rewrote her book and, su and submitted it. And, you know, now she's got three bestsellers and two of her books are being made into a TV series or a movie. They're like Jenna Bush club book uh, club picks and also Reese picked um, one for her book club. Wow. Wow. So I started and I did all the audio. So I started with Malibu Rising, which is um, it's set in like 1983, but it goes back to, um, I think, it is the 60s. Yeah. So it's like a two, two generations of fam uh, the same family, but like through the generations. And it's on a bikini model named Nina Riva. And she they're estranged from their celebrity crooner father. And she basically had to raise her three younger siblings. And there's, you know, affairs and parties and surfing. And it's, it was actually really interesting, like, to know about Malibu more um, and how it wasn't really such a big place. Uh, you know, it wasn't, like, uh, known. Mm -hmm. Right. Before. It was more like a surfer, like, yeah. hanging out by the yeah. place. Yeah. So after uh, Malibu Rising, which I, I really loved, and a lot of people that read her books said they didn't, well, my friends didn't really like that one as much, but I loved it. So I'm glad I started with that. And now I'm listening to Daisy Jones and the Six, which is like an oral history of a band. It's got an amazing cast reading the book. The I agree. Book, I listened to that one too. Judy Greer and Benjamin Bratt and um, wow. Pablo Shriver. Who's Leave Shriver's younger brother? Oh, is, brother. oh, and he was in um, Orange, Orange is the New, New Orange is the New Black, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and it's supposedly based on Joni Mitchell and James Taylor affair, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's it's really good. Uh, I really like that one. That one's going to be a, se a series on Hulu, I guess. And then the next book is uh, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and uh, I haven't started that yet, but I'm. That um, my friend who loves Taylor Jenkins Reid, that's her favorite one. So I'm really looking forward to that one too. I haven't read it either, but I was going to say everybody I've talked to, they say that's their favorite one. And that is also one of the books that went insane after TikTok because there was a book talk of, on that book. So it's become, it's on the bestseller list because of that and because of her popularity, but we can't keep that book in. I've been uh, kind of, when people are asking me for book club suggestions, I've been giving them Daisy Jones. And then uh, just for fun, I read uh, Louise Candlish, The Other Passenger. I thought it was a fantastic mystery. Uh, just really, I've never read any of her books. so I'm looking forward to reading the rest of those. Um, but I thought that was just a really good take your mind off things kind of, uh, you know, th uh, thriller. I know how many, I don't know how many books she has. She has at least four. So Jess, are, when you said book club suggestions, that opened up a door for me. Um, I just did last week with a book club here at the library I did the personal librarian by mm -hmm. Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray what for me a successful historical fiction is something you finish and you go running to your computer because you really want to understand what was true what what this was based on well this book was about this woman Bella DaCosta Green who was actually J.P. Morgan's personal librarian and she's actually um what's the word for it I mean, there would, there would be no Morgan Library without this Bella DaCosta Green. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. So it's just fascinating that a woman would have had that much importance in the 1920s. She was actually even earlier than the 1920s. She was out there in the auction. She was the only woman there. But the most fascinating part is that she was actually black and she was passing for white. And this is, that is completely a true story. Um, Marie Benedict is a very good historical fiction, but she brought in Victoria Christopher Murray to um, tell the story with her. And it's, it's really well done. We had an excellent discussion. We went for an hour and we could have gone a lot longer. So that's the personal librarian. That's on every, every other patron's uh, mouth. They're asking for that book. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it was a really good read. Um, I have one more. I don't know if I talked about Mexican Gothic. Did anyone read that? Sylvia Moreno Garcia. I yes. loved that book. And I, I did that audio as well. I thought it was fantastic. And it was, it was a, uh, surprisingly creepy I didn't think I was gonna gonna say it bordered on horror so I'm surprised Bella hasn't read it I know Sue I was expecting you to chime in (laughs) (laughs) I'll get to it (laughs) but that was a really great book um it's kind of a a woman's cousin is uh she wrote a letter saying you know my husband might be poisoning me please come help me and so she goes to investigate like to help her cousin in like an isolated kind of manner in a really poor uh, mining town. Uh, and it, it just it just gets creepy and creepy and cre- creepier from there. Mm-hmm. So I read, but then she has a new book out, uh, Sylvia Moreno Garcia um, that I read and it was completely different. Did you read her new one? I did not. It was about like the revolution in Mexico and it was it was completely political. So the government had all these like sectors of the government that weren't connected to the government to help um, contain the protesters, to make them disappear, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, And it was all like, you know, there's a lot of true stories that it was based upon and it was just very different from her first book, but also very good. What was the name of that one? I have to think. Oh, Velvet Was the Night? Yes, Velvet Was the Night. Okay. And she also read, um, wrote Gods of Jade and Shadow. I'm not sure if anybody read that, but I know that was a popular book. So I have a couple um, choices. Um, last month, um, our colleague Amy mentioned the Leslie Jordan book, How You All Doing? So I sort of grabbed it. And it's great because it's an, the audio is only four hours. So it's a really short book. And it's just snippets from his life. Um, it's called How You All Doing? Misadventures and Mischief from a, well-lived, a Life Well-Lived. Um, and I liked it because it was silly and sort of gossipy, which he is um, when he's on talk shows. But he also sort of delved into some of the more serious aspects of his life as well. And, and again, like it's a really short listen, which is fantastic. So I really enjoyed that. Um, the next one I did, we've talked about the um, author TJ Klune, and I grabbed one of his YA books um, that uh, Jen Laceman, the teen librarian, and I both sort of read at the same time called The Extraordinaries, which is a really fun YA book. Uh, it's, uh, it's got characters who are really snarky and really the, the conversation is sort of Gilmore Girls fast paced. Like it's just rat-a-tat-tat, all, all the conversation. Everybody's sort of a smarty pants, all the main characters. And also it sort of delves into the superhero world and um, he really sort of takes that world and spit, turns it on its head a bit. Um, and so a lot of the praise for the book has been about what he does with the superhero genre itself. So that's, um, there's, a, there's a sequel that's already out to that, but it's really fun. And the narrator, Michael Leslie, um, for the audiobook is really, really fantastic. So definitely if you're interested in um, 
in grabbing a YA book at one point, this would be a good one to do. Sue, do you have anything else for us? Well, also coming out in February, because you know I love my mysteries. Um, I read the series, the Irish Village Mystery Series by Carleen O'Connor. She has a new one coming out, Murder on an Irish Farm. And I believe Hoopla has all of the audio of the, the previous books in the series. And they're always fun to listen to if you like to have accented narrators, which I love. Um, so if you want to catch up to the newest one, you can listen on Hoopla or you can check out the books. Um, and one that I just finished that's out already that I forgot to mention is The Heron's Cry by Ann Cleves. Well, in her um, the Long Call series. Mm -hmm. And this one, this series is being made into a TV, uh, British TV series also. Her other series, if you like Vera or Shetland, yeah, Shetland. which I love. This yeah. is another series by her. This is, um, it takes place in North Devon. Um, Matthew Venn is the detective. Um, his husband, Jonathan, is an artist. And in this newest one, this is the second in the series, The Heron's Cry, Doctor is found stabbed to death with a shard of glass from um, a vase that had been made by his daughters in this artist colony. So there are a lot of connecting characters, their lives are all intertwined. It's, and it's personal for Matthew because his uh, husband, Jonathan, knows all the uh, suspects and the victims. So he has to untangle a lot of uh, a lot of connections there, but it's really good. It's it's fast paced, um, and I love the characters in this. So if you like Vera or Shetland, this series is good also. I like both the main. I like Matthew. I like Jonathan, and I and their home. Like they live like kind of on a marsh, and you can just get that feeling and right, very atmospheric. It's it's exactly really nice. yeah. It's a good uh, series. I would love to live in all of these villages, except murders happening left and right. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how long I would last. Exactly. <laughs> or you'd become an inspector. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, did anyone watch amateur sleuth? <laughs> <laughs> did anyone watch Happy Valley on Netflix? Oh, I did. Yes. There's a new season coming out. Oh, cool. Yeah, Very a third cool. and final season. So the, wow. talking about all the small villages and murders, it made me think of Happy Valley. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah, evil. That was evil in Happy Valley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My only problem with that was I couldn't imagine Grantchester being a I know. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. Totally. <laughs> being a bad guy. It was it was it was difficult. It was hard. That was yes. definitely hard. Yeah. Um, so the first, just quickly, the first book that you mentioned, um, what was it, Murder on an Irish Farm? That Not yes. the first book, but the, this most recent. Yeah, that, um, we get a lot of requests from patrons for that mm -hmm. author. So I'm, I'm glad to see there's a new book coming out on that. Yeah, they're very fun and it's an Irish village. And um, the, the main character, Siobhan O'Sullivan, um, doesn't start off as a Garda, but she becomes one, and um, she's got a large family, always getting into trouble, and bodies, again, are popping up all over. <laughs> Sorry, Claudia, I interrupted you. Go no, that's okay. I was just going to say a couple of books that I was looking forward to. Um, the end of this month, These Precious Days is a new um, collection of essays by Ann Patchett, 
who is one of my favorite authors of all time. And I, um, I can't, I'm trying to remember the name of her previous essays. I think it was Scenes from a Marriage, something about marriage, but this one, These Precious Days, her essays are so thought provoking. Um, she's of a similar age to me too. So she's going, you know, you're going through things of losing parents or going through your parents' things and that kind of thing. And she just has such an eloquent way of expressing them. So I haven't quite finished, but I've read a couple of the essays and I'm, I think I'm savoring it. I don't really want to finish it. Um, another book I'm really looking forward to by an author I love is Isabella Lande has a new one coming out in January called Violetta. So um, I have not read yet, but I'm really looking forward to a new book by Isabella Lande. She never disappoints me. Thank you, Sue, Claudia, and Jess. And thank you listeners so much for joining us for another episode of What Are You Reading? podcast brought to you by Fairfield Public Library in Fairfield, Connecticut. Check out our show notes for book titles and authors mentioned today. And please join us next month for a special year-end look at our favorite books for 2021. Thanks. <laughs>